Welcome to Hearsay on the Air, episode 104. We love to make great products. Our mission is to make the world more open and connected. Google's mission is to organize Yahoo the is about I'd like to let Macintosh speak for itself. Now, the research program that I was trying to describe more difficult inventions. Around the clock, America's deep of mind. More than 20 years ago, the radio was learning. Coming to you from our world headquarters in San Francisco, welcome to Hearsay on the Air. I'm your host, Victor Gaxiola. You know, one of the things that I love about going out and visiting with clients and attending industry events is the people that you meet along the way. And today's guest, Sophie Taylor, is one of the people that I met at the Gamma Lamp Conference that took place earlier this year in D.C., And after talking to him for a while, I immediately knew I have to get him on the show because what he had to share about what he and his team is doing with the Taylor Method and how they coach and they train financial advisors and agents really to reach their potential and be much more successful in their sales efforts, I knew that he had a great story to tell as well as a methodology that I think we can all apply for those of us that are in this industry that are working with clients and looking for better ways to position our products and services. And so without further ado, I give to you my interview with the Sylphie Taylor. I really hope you enjoy it. So joining me from Pasadena, California, gives me great privilege and pleasure to introduce Sylphie Taylor of the Taylor Method, who I actually met at Washington, D.C., uh, for the Gamma Lamp Conference. So welcome, Sylvie. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, you came by and you were handing out gifts of popcorn and we had an opportunity to chat a little bit. And in that brief time that we actually spoke and met, I knew that you would be an outstanding guest on our podcast just because of the markets that we serve and our focus in the financial services market. And you have a very deep background when it comes to working in this business. So why don't we start there? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, sure. Um, I uh, I came into this this business at uh, 22 years old, um, right out of college. Um, I started my career at, at New York Life, based here in Los Angeles, California. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say that I, that I, I grew up you know declaring that I was going to be a, a financial advisor one day, but <clears throat> that's that's how it ended up working out. I had a uh, I had one simple modest goal when I was uh, in, in college, 22 years old, graduating. I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 25, and I figured three years was ample time to get there, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to do it. You know, my dad's a scholarly guy, double PhD. My mother's worked for the federal gov- government for over, you know, 40 years. So I had a you know, very good, stable upbringing, but, you know, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial household. There wasn't a business for me to take over or, or to, you know, or to run. So mm-hmm. I had to figure it out on my own. So by, by chance, I found my way into this industry. And, you know, like I said, started at New York Life and, and, it, and, it, and it, 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 it struck an accord with me quickly because I learned early on that I was going to be paid based on my work ethic and my aptitude, not my age or tenure. 
And so, you know, I did, I did okay, you know, uh, first year in the business, did, did a little bit better my second. And now, you know, going on over 16 years in the business, I, I haven't failed to do better, um, you know, one year than I have the, the year before, right? So it's just been 16 straight years of, of growth. In, uh, in 2013, I opened my own independent insurance and investment advisory firm, Taylor Insurance and Financial Services, based here in, uh, in Pasadena. And, uh, and, and uh, I like to say before I was like a shark in a fish tank, you know, a little bottled up in the, in the, in the big company's career system and, and, uh, and uh, have, have made great strides, you know, being independent and, and being out on my own. And, uh, yeah, it's been a, been, a, been a fun ride. You know, you bring a really important point here from the standpoint that those who are unfamiliar with this business really don't understand the amount of struggle and hardship that comes at the early stages from the standpoint that you say it's not like you really inherited a business that you can then take it to the next level. You really have to pull up your sleeves and get to work. And there's a real huge learning curve when it comes to what it takes to be a successful financial professional. And in your case, you know, developing this and finding this out, you were able to survive because it is surprising how many people do not make it, uh, you know, it, after a year or two. It really makes, uh, you know, when you when you look at someone who's been in this and has a 20, 30 year career who has really made a life out of working financial services, you start understanding exactly how special that is. And so, I, I you know, transitioning to what you're doing and developing in the Taylor method, I think that that's really to help address the specific best practices of what people have to do in order to be successful in this industry. Yeah, no, without question. I mean, the, the stats are pretty uh, disparaging when you look at it. I think it's something like 88% of people who come in this business don't make it past three years. Right? So I like to say in this business, there's two types of people. You have new people and successful people. <laughs> if either, either you figure it out and you get good and you, and you make it or, or you're out. So that's exactly why I created you know, the Taylor method is to basically take, you know, 16, 17 years of my experiences and share them with my counterparts. I think per my estimation, I've, I've done something like 20,000 client meetings in my career, 20,000, right? So I've heard no every way you can hear it, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I failed every way I think in failing this once, but I learned from better and, and created this system and, and uh, you know, feel, feel, feel blessed and will share it with my counterparts. Yeah, so what we're talking about here is the Taylor Method, which you were actually out at Gamma Lamp uh, at the conference in D.C. You had a booth, and that's actually how we met. And you were talking to agents and advisors about your process. And so for those that are listening today that would love to learn more about it, can you tell us what is the Taylor Method? And more specifically, in your estimation, why do advisors and agents need a system or need a method like the one that you're proposing? Yeah, so um, two. So the Taylor Method is basically a sales training system and practice management tool that I created for advisors, right? For advisors built by an advisor. Um, it's broken down into these four simple pillars. Um, the first is the approach. You know, what do I say to get in front of people? Next, you have the fact find when I'm in front of them. What questions do I ask? Then you have the opportunity within the way they've answered those questions. Where the, where's the opportunity for the sale? And then lastly, you have the close, the call to action. What do I say to get people to, to write checks? Um, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, because you hear that adage, you know, those who can't teach, you think about it, the trainers, the wholesalers, the, the product specialists at all these carriers that, that create all these products and now, you know, calling us as advisors to sell their stuff. They never did what I did, right? Meaning if you were making a million dollars a year in the field, you wouldn't be a trainer, right? So oftentimes they're, they're marketing people who've never sold anything 
or their failed advisors, you know, who, 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 who turn trainers or managers, or they had some success in the field, you know, in a limited basis, but they go, geez, this is hard, right? It'd probably be easier to, 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 to explain these products and wholesale products or train other advisors than it would be to continue to engage the client, right? And so, um, you know, at least, you know, as far as I, as, as far as I know, I don't know of anyone else who's produced at my level. You know, I'm a, I'm a career, you know, licensed qualifying member of, of MDRT. I'm a uh, top of the table producer. I think there's less than 2000 top of the table producers globally in the entire world, you know, and I'm one of them. Um, in 2015, I was named uh, top four financial advisors under 40 by advisor today magazine. Um, so, so I've had a, 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 you know, fair amount of success. I'm at a relatively, you know, young age and not because I'm smarter than everyone else or not because I figured out, you know, the secret per se is just because I was too stubborn to stay down. <laughs> and and my counterparts now, those who engage me, the tailor method have the direct benefit of me saying, Hey, here's all the language. Here's, here are the processes. Here's the things that I've created to be successful in this business and run with them. So I, I created this system to be industry specific, but not carrier or product specific. Um, it's, it's about the process that the product is irrelevant. You know, it's interesting what, what you're what you're describing here reminds me a lot of what my dad used to say, and he used to say that knowledge is when you learn on your own, and wisdom is when you learn from others. Uh, and so, what we're really talking about here is, I think, is the credibility that you bring to the Taylor Method based on your experience. And it's more than just having experience. It's not like you did this for a few years. You did it for a number of years, and you had success. So, I have to imagine for the people that you talk to, that go through the Taylor method, that understanding the the, uh, the methodology and the four pillars of the sales cycle, but they're more receptive to these ideas and concepts because they know they're going to work because they work for you. Um, so, right. I, you know, so I think that that goes a long way in, you know, establishing that credibility. So digging a little deeper on the four pillars of the sales cycle, you talk about the approach, uh, the fact, find the opportunity to close. Which one do you think is the most challenging for people in this industry? Um, I don't know that, that there's one that's more challenging, but here's been my experience. Um, obviously for me, it's all about the at bat. So I don't know that there's one that's more challenging, but to me, the most important is the approach because it's all about seeing people. It's all about, you know, engaging people. I preach, you know, I want to schedule a minimum, a minimum of three appointments every single day for some point in the future, right? Like that's my, my minimum pieces of flair, if you will, right? Like that, that's what I have to do on a daily basis. Because if you're doing that, truthfully, it doesn't matter what your sales process is, mm-hmm. right? I love the adage, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> if I'm talking to 15, 20 people a week about what I do, even if my sales process stinks, right? Someone's going to go, yeah, I should buy insurance. So yeah, I got invest, right? And here's the, here's the reality. 40% of people, 40% of Americans have no life insurance at all. None, zero. 85% of people agree that people should have life insurance. <laughs> Yet again, 40% don't, right? So again, even if my process was horrible, even if I said, hello, I sell insurance and it is $200 a month to protect your family, would you like to buy? If I said that to 20 people a week, someone would say, yeah, actually, I need it, right? So, so if I can see enough people, I'm going to succeed. Couple of that now with a with a discernible, you know, concrete sales process and and, and a and a, and a, and a uh, value proposition that you can effectively relate to to the consumer. I think success is a foregone conclusion. It's not a matter of if people are going to buy; it's a matter of how much and when. And that's that's I truly believe that. So I believe the approach is the most important thing. So I teach language, I uh, focusing in on referral language, referral talk, 
focusing in on 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 gaining uh, new leads via personal you know personal observation right just through your daily goings on in life um, how you function in networking groups how to establish centers of influence these are all the things that I focus in on on the approach um, and 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 that um, you know but I say everyone has their own struggle and what I mean by that some people tell me, look, you Sophie, I don't have any problem getting in front of people. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm relentless in that respect. But when I sit down with them, people don't buy. So then in that respect, then I say your, your, your ability to, to identify needs, your, your, your ability to, to uh, um, push this person to action, to get them to recognize they have a problem, that's the flaw. And so for that person, I'm going to focus in on, you know, their ability to recognize opportunity in the close. Mm-hmm. You've got other advisors that I meet that say, no, Sophie, when I sit down with people, I go through it, they understand it. And when I sit down with someone and go through my process, I mean, they buy, right? My problem is I have four appointments a week, right? So they don't have enough at that. So I need to ramp up the approach. So I created the tailor method, almost like if you remember back when we were kids, remember these choose your own adventure books, right? Yeah, and yeah. And you come to an alley and they say, if, 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 you, if you go left, turn to page 52, and if you go right, turn to page 27 kind of mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. That's kind of how I've developed the tailor method. It's not because all advisors don't have the same deficiency, right? So it's what's your deficiency? What do you need to work on? And then I have a slew of videos, audio recordings, webinars to speak to each of those four pillars. That's outstanding. You know, and I really like the analogy of the at-bats because uh, my son plays baseball, and it's funny you mentioned the choose your own adventure books because he just recently discovered a stack of them that I had in the in the garage and he's enjoying them, uh, rediscovering right. you know the same books that I enjoyed as a kid. But going back to the at bats, when you talk about the approach, um, it's not lost on me. And I and I tell my son because he gets down on himself when he plays little league and he doesn't get hits and he strikes out or he gets walks. And I tell him, hey, look, even in the major leagues, these are the professionals. These people are the best in the business. If they hit the ball three times out of ten, that's really good. And if they hit it four times out of 10, they're in the Hall of Fame. So don't get down on yourself, son. You got to get up there and you're not going to hit it if you don't swing the bat. So I really love the analogy of that, of creating opportunities to actually provide an opportunity for the advisor, the agent to share the value that they're bringing to the process. Right. No, and that's and and that's that's the thing that's interesting, right? It's like people focus in on on the failures, but it's like, look, the guy who who hits three out of 10, who's batting 300, they're an all-star, right? An all-star. But when you look at it, the reality of it is, is they're failing 70% of the time, right? And that, and our business is very much the same. Even as great as I am, the greatest Sophie Taylor, I'm never going to bat a thousand, right? I'm never going to sit down with 15 people and have 15 people write me a check today. But if I sit down with 15 people, well, two, three, yep. And, and, and then, and then I tell, I teach people my process and tell them rinse, wash and repeat. Right. <laughs> just mm-hmm. keep doing it over and over and over again. And, and uh, this is a business where, you know, a 25, 30 percent, you know, uh, uh, at, at bat or hit hitting rate will, 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 will result in you, you know, doing very well for yourself or your family and having a tremendous impact, you know, in, in the community. Yeah. And I think it speaks to, you know, when you talk about the power of language, one of the things that I really enjoyed working in this industry, and I was for seven years a financial advisor, was the changing variables. It, it also relates to why I love playing games like chess, why I love a game like poker is because as the variables change, so does the approach or how you go about your behavior. And so I, I love how you were expanding a little bit more on the power of language you know, and the importance of language as it relates to extracting information, getting more information, asking the right kinds of questions in order to get the information that helps you provide value. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, it, it, you, you look at the, the power of language and process and, you know, I always say, you know, I, I don't sell products. I solve problems. And, and it's this engagement, right? It's like I, I jokingly say I, I can get someone to roll their life savings over to me without ever mentioning a product because it's not about the product, right? It's never like you've never been sitting down with a client, right, and had them on the fence and like, I need to do something here and pulled out a, a brochure or a spreadsheet and gave it to them and go, whoa, okay, now I'm ready to move it, right? What, what, is, what is this, semi-gloss, right? Like no one's enamored by the graphs and the charts. It's the stories, it's the concepts. To your point, it's your ability to relate and their belief that you can help them reach their goals. And so that's kind of a, an unintended consequence of the Taylor Method and what's kind of come about is that rather than me getting fees from subscriptions from advisors or, or, or even the, the advisor get big commission checks, I love the stories where now I'm being told, hey, my client bought this insurance policy as a result of your language, or hey, I got the biggest rollover of my career. Hey, I just finished this pension plan based on, based on the language I learned from you. It's, it's, it's cooler than what's in it for me or even for that advisor. Now someone has insurance who was previously underinsured or uninsured, right? Now someone's on track to reach their retirement savings goal. Now someone's going to be able to send their kid to college because they hadn't previously set up a college savings account. And so when I look at the impact, the positive impact that that has on, on in, in, in the country and the amount of money, literally the billions of dollars that are being created by the work that, that we're doing, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and I love, and, and, and truthfully, it's, it's it's, it's, I'm as humbled as I've ever been in my career because I realize this is little to nothing to do about me at all. It's about this greater purpose of, of helping people as a whole and everyone and everyone winning. So I, it's a, again, it was an unintended consequence, but something that I'm seeing as the Taylor method, you know, you know, continues to root and spread out throughout the industry that's having a, a, a tremendous impact, mm-hmm. you know, in, uh, in people's lives. Yeah, and I think you're really tapping into something that I think is important to underscore. And that is the fact that, most, if not all of the advisors and agents that I've come across always come to this industry with this deep desire to help people, you know, to really make a difference in their lives, uh, to impact them. You talked about how only 40% of the population has life insurance. That should be 80, 90 to hundred percent, you know, to protect themselves, protect their families. And so it's so important, I think, to recognize the value, you know, that the advisors and agents are making in the lives of the people that they serve and really help them make better decisions around their finances. A lot of times based on their own goals, you know, aspirations and their tolerance for risk. So I think that that's really where the assessment comes in from an advisor perspective and trying to figure out who is this person? What are they trying to accomplish? How much risk are they willing to take? And how can I help them navigate the choppy waters of a changing market and all the variables that take place in our political landscape and our economic landscape to get through this? Um, and But at its core, it really is, like I said, trying to help people. And I think that that's an important thing to underscore. Right. Right. No, it's a, it's uh we do we do amazing work and it's like but we we tell all these stories and we make all these promises and after years in this business it's cool to see them come to fruition and 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 and, and, and it become real life right it's one thing to to say hey this insurance because when you think about it we sell an idea right we sell concepts we're selling peace of mind and when you see it play out in real life it's uh it, it gives the business a new meaning and purpose for sure 
You know, and I think that that only happens for people who stay in the business long enough to see these cycles kind of take into account. You know, uh, my wife's been in the business now for over a dozen years, and it's kind of nice because clients that she started working with a dozen years ago have since retired, and now they're living the type of retirement they were hoping to have. And it was because they did do a good amount of planning and they were prepared for the retirement years that you, it, like you said, you start seeing it to fruition. Uh, kids that were that when we first met or started working with them, they were in junior high and now they're graduating from college, you know, and we help those families with the college education planning to allow them to do this. And so it would be affordable. So it was extremely rewarding, you know, from that perspective for any advisor agent, just to see these life cycles that their clients are going through and how the decisions that you help make together are actually, you know, taking place and following through. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it is cool, man. It is cool to to to, to see that. So, can you share, um, you know, any success stories of you know, because we were just talking about how the Taylor Method can assist and help advisors and agents prepare themselves for a better process when it comes to working with clients and finding clients. Uh, any, you know, these previous clients or current clients that have come back to you and said, "Hey, uh, Sylvie, I landed this account." Where I'm working with this person, these things are taking place and they're happening. This is actually working. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, we launched the system about almost about two years ago now, and so we've, we're now getting a, a bigger sample size and, and some some real life testimonials of things that are happening. But um, just actually the other day, I got an email from a guy because one of the things that I do, and again, the, the biggest differentiator between the Taylor Method and any other sales systems, I believe I've created the most effective sales language and it's specific to this industry, but, um, you know, he, he basically writes in, he goes, I used your language. I got a, I got a big life insurance premium commitment and a retirement planning commitment. And the clients felt bad about themselves that they were giving me such little money. He was like Taylor method. Perfect. And by that, I mean, we typically let people off the hook, right. And, and, and to further expand, someone comes into your office, They've got $200,000 in their brokerage account. They're putting in $500 a month and they're feeling good about themselves. Matter of fact, they feel like they're doing you a favor by coming into your office. Mm -hmm. My mentality is a little bit different. My mentality is it's your lucky day. It's your lucky day that you've met me. It's your lucky day that you're in my office and here's why. Let's walk people through a quick scenario. And I'm going I'm to do it with you, Victor. I'm going to retire you today. Okay. How much income do you need today? in today's dollars to feel comfortable, to maintain your standard of living, to take care of your family. What do you want coming to you today? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Cause I don't think I've really ever did the assessment because I know that the salary I bring in is enough to pay the mortgage. So I guess if I had to say just to be comfortable, uh, 80, 90,000 a year. I mean, after taxes, okay. maybe something like that, just to be able to pay the mortgage okay. and take a vacation or okay. so. Sure. Okay. So let's just let's just call it 100 grand, right? 100 grand a year, you can get some taxes. 100 grand a year to be comfortable, maintain a standard of living, keep food on the table, roof over your head. Reasonable, okay? Mm -hmm. First, I like to outline this because I always tell people, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it with amazing accuracy. So to save money in and of itself, to put money in plants in and of itself isn't enough, right? Let's outline that goal. So you want $100,000 in today's dollars, right? Where there's this pesky thing called inflation. What is that? The cost of goods and services is going up over time. Mm -hmm. At a 3% inflation rate, the value of our money is chopped in half every 24 years, which means if you want $100,000 in today's dollars, by the time you retire, you're really saying you want more like $200,000, right? Because we have to address for uh, inflation, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now here's the ultimate question. 
how much money do I need to have saved to generate this $200,000 a year of income? Simple calculation. Take the amount of money someone wants in today's dollars, in your case it was 100,000, double it to adjust inflation, it's 200,000, then multiply that number by 20. 200,000 times 20 is $4 million. That, my friend, is your target retirement savings number, right? So you say, okay, well, what's the significance of that? If I had $4 million at a 5% payout rate, at a 5% distribution rate, that would generate $200,000 of income in perpetuity, mm -hmm. right? Now, for those advisors or other people on the line today who listen to this call with financial advisors, I think they would agree there's a slew of products out there that if I were to give them $4 million, they could generate 5% payout rate on that and give $200,000 a year of income. There's a slew of products like that. And I'm sure they'd all love to sell it, right? So that's the key. So now here's the question for you. So let's assume you're the guy again with you know, 200 grand in your brokerage account and you're putting $500 a month. So here's my question simply. Do you think the $200,000 that you have saved with a $500 a month additional contribution is gonna get you to $4 million in the next 25 years? No. <laughs> Do you think you should be saving more? I do think I should be saving a whole lot more. Okay. Would you like the growth on that savings to be taxable or tax deferred? I prefer to tax deferred. Okay. Would you like the distributions on those savings to be taxable or tax-free? I prefer them to be tax-free. Okay. But, but I know I can't have and, it both okay. ways. <laughs> right. And, and so, 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 but if you follow me here, I've mm -hmm. done a couple things. I've disturbed you. I've already got you committed to paying more money. And here's the key. No matter what number you tell me you could set aside over and above what you're doing now, you're going to feel bad about yourself. You're going <laughs> to feel like I didn't pick enough. Right. So that's the process. And it's very different than me saying, thank you for coming to my office today. Look at this bro brochure and these spreadsheets. Have you realized our company has been around since 1862 and we have this dividend? Who cares? My clients don't buy off of that. It's my ability to engage and disturb you and get you to identify, crap, this is where I want to be. I'm behind the eight ball. And in my experience, these 20,000 client meetings that I've had, 19,800 of them, people are behind, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so it's, it's, I, I feel super good about the language and teaching advisors this language. And if you notice, right, I'm not mentioning a product. I never mentioned a product. Right. I never right. said buy. I never mentioned a carrier. Right? But I got you ready to buy something. And that's the key. And so now the advisor can fill in the blank. You fill in the product. You fill in the carrier. I'm never going to tell you what to sell. I'm not in that client meeting. Right. But it's, it's, but, but it's not the product that sells people. It's my language that does. Right. And it's really like pushing the client or at least challenging the client or the prospect to really take some action. You know, and, and, uh, and it's interesting because I remember going through very similar exercises with prospects and people that we used to talk to. And it was one of these that at the end – you know, you want the person to take action, but it was almost like, I need you to make a decision. It's either going to be, yes, we're going to move forward or no, but don't give me a maybe because a maybe isn't helping anybody, right? It's like you either do this right. or you don't, because if you sit there and you say, you're going to think about it and take a long time to think about it, guess what? We're going to be having the same conversation a year from now or two years from now. So it doesn't right. actually take action uh, until you say yes. You know, that's when right. things really exactly. start happening. That's really interesting. Uh, but that's a great exercise. And I think that it, the, the point there is the fact that you are asking the right kinds of questions and you're telling the right kinds of stories to get people to take action. And importantly, you're not actually filling in the gaps with any specific product recommendation. So I think that that's right. an important skill set for people to develop. 
So of the work that you do, and I know that uh, you get out, uh, you're at the you're at the Gamma Lamp Conference. You do trainings uh, throughout the country. You travel quite a bit. What do you What do you enjoy most about the work you do? There's a There's a uh, a, um, a a bracelet that that, that I'll, I'll wear on my arm, and engraved on this bracelet is the word impact. Mm. And at this point in my career knock on wood, if I never made any more money than I'm making right now, if I made what I made every year right now for the next 20 years, I'd be good. My family would be good, right? So it's not about the money, although, you know, I'm a competitor, so I always want to do more, right? You know, <laughs> um, but but it's about the impact and it's the impact that I have on my clients' lives is the impact of, that I have in, in in my, you know, advisors' lives and, and, and that. And I, I think about like, I truly feel like, would this world be as great if I wasn't in it? <laughs> and it's not because of me being great. It's because of the work and the, and the, and the, and the messaging and the, and the, and the love and the, and the information I'm sharing. And that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, money, right? It's like, fine, write a check to me for $50 million. Would that make me happier? Right. I love there's this happiness quotient. I don't know. I don't remember the exact number, but I think it's something like $72,000 a year. Once you're making over $72,000 a year, right, and you can have food and shelter and transportation, making more money or having more money doesn't make you happier, right? Like you can buy more stuff, maybe buy nicer stuff, but it doesn't make you happier. Hmm. So I've just learned not to put my happiness and my, and my, and my value in, in, in possessions or in, in, in awards, right, or accolades or trophies. I have enough of those. Now it's about the engagement. It's about the relationships. It's about the impact that I, I, can, I can have. And so now being blessed enough to travel all over the world and share my message with other advisors and then to have that resonate and them come back to me later and say, hey, this happened. I had this story. Or Sylvie, I just sold the biggest case of my career. Hey, Sylvie, I just took a six-figure premium check. That's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so at this point, you can call me the janitor for all I care. Mm-hmm. I don't need titles anymore. I don't need – I'm good. It's just I love to see what, what the industry is doing. And J. Paul Getty is the first recorded billionaire in United States history. history. Um, came up with the, the wealth building principle, stated simply, I'd rather earn 1% effort from 100 people than 100% of my own. So I realized that the impact of the industry at large, if I could make everybody 1% better across the board, that's going to have a much larger impact globally than anything I could ever do with a singular man, right? And that's what I'm about. I want to I wanna change the world. Wow. Great. Uh, impact. What a great measure of success. I'm really... Uh... Happy to hear that. And I'm sure folks that are very interested in finding out more about the Taylor Method uh, would feel very good about, you know, someone who has that as a value system and really wanting to make not only the people that they work with better, but in, in general, the industry better. So, um, so Sylvie, thank you for sharing that. A very candid response. I, I really like it. Um, so speaking of, if people are interested in learning more about the Taylor Method or learning more about you, uh, where would be the best place for them to get that information? Yeah, it's um, you can find us online. We are at uh, thetaylormethod.com. That's thetaylormethod.com. That's all spelled out. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. You can find us on uh, on Facebook as well at the Taylor Method and uh, LinkedIn and, and Instagram, all the social media sites. But um, the taylormethod.com is, uh, is a resource where you can find us and we actually have a, uh, it's a, it's a paid su- subscription model. So, um, depending on your, on your level of, of, uh, subscription, you get varying, 
you know, um, degrees of, of engagement with me in the system, but we have a, a, a bronze level, which is free. You get, you know, a good amount of our videos and content. We do webinars every couple of weeks. So, um, again, it's just about, it's just about sharing and, and engaging others and, and, uh, and, and, and helping, but I'm, I'm 100% confident that, you know, my story, my language, my process can help everyone. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, you mentioned it, right. There's, there's no secret, but you got to get out there and you got to do the work. But, um, and so I'm not saying that, you know, the tailor method is going to make, you know, the job easier for people per se, but it will certainly give them the language and, and the process and the direction, right. To, uh, to, to succeed and reach their respective, uh, respective, um, um, career goals. Well, I was on the uh, website myself and found it extremely informative. And then the links, as you mentioned, to both the social profiles uh, and the videos on YouTube, which I think were excellent, uh, give you a little bit more of an insight and glimpse of the Taylor method. And uh, you get to see a silfy, uh, you know, great smile, great presentation skills and such to understand exactly what they are providing to the industry. Um, and so I strongly recommend people to take a look at that. I'll include the links on the show notes uh, to this podcast, so it's easy for you to find that information directly. Um, and before, but before I let you go, I had one one other question, and this was something from the Gamma Lamp Conference that uh, that you handed me a bag of popcorn, which I enjoyed on the flight home. And so I had to ask, you know, what's what's up with the popcorn? Yeah, the the popcorn is my calling card. So um, you know, like I said, I travel all over the world speaking. And, and I always say before I go on stage, you know, get your popcorn ready. I'm going to put on a show. <laughs> so uh, the popcorn is uh, is our uh, the Taylor method, um, the Taylor method calling cards. So if you're ever at a uh, financial services career conference or industry event and you smell popcorn, you, you probably will find me close by. Um, but <laughs> we're actually um, putting on our very first Taylor method event um, May 24th at the L.A. Athletic Club in Los Angeles. So if you're looking for an excuse to come to L.A. for the summer, um, definitely go online to the tailormethod.com and get the details about that event. It's going to be a, going to be a doozy. That sounds, sounds really good. So May 24th down in Los Angeles would be a great place to go and get to see uh, Sophie and learn a little bit more about the Taylor method. Uh, any final thoughts before we close out the podcast? Yeah. I mean, a couple of things. One, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So, so we have to change. We have to be some, be different, do something different. Um, you know, if 10 years from now, I told you your business would be in the exact same place it is today, would you be satisfied with that? Would you be okay with that? Mm -hmm. And if your answer is no, right. Then that means you have to do something different, right? So I'm constantly looking to grow. I'm constantly looking to be challenged. I'm constantly looking to, to change because if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And so that's the cool thing about, you know, this business is that you're never I'm by no means I'm not a finished product. I'm not done. I don't have all the answers. I tell people all the time. I know a lot about a little bit and I'm constantly working to get better. Right. So any any uh, any assistance I can give in that respect to, to help people get better and to provide insights, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do and, and happy to do. And, and I just encourage people, you know, when I graduated college, 22 years old, you know, I, I thought to myself, I don't want to look back at my life and say, what if? What if I would have tried this? What if I'd have said this? What if I'd have gone here? I'm swinging away. Now, as a result, like I said, guys, I failed a lot, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but, but I can then say definitively, okay, that was not for me or I shouldn't have done that. But, but I didn't want to be the guy who was 40, 50, 60 years old, 70 years old, sitting down saying, I wonder what would have happened if I had taken that chance, right? So 
um, you know, I, I, I encourage everyone, right, to be bold, you know, get out there and, 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 and swing away. Wow. Well, wise words. And on that note, would like to thank you so much, Sophie, for joining us on the Hearsay on the Air podcast, for being our special guest. And I really look forward to seeing you in person again at a future conference or a future event and getting another bag of popcorn. <laughs> we'll have a fresh bag for you. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. As always, good hunting. Thank you. Okay, so that was my interview with the Sylphie Taylor. I hope uh, you enjoyed that exchange and information. I certainly learn something new every time I meet with someone like a Sylphie. And I think what I really enjoyed about what he had to share and why I think his method is really resonating with financial advisors and with agents is that it comes from a place of experience. The Sylphie, for the most part, has been working and having successes and failures, over 16,000 client meetings that he's had himself. And from that, he's learned this methodology that he's now passing along to the next generation of agents and advisors out there just so that they can become much better salespeople and as a result, help more people when it comes to their needs for financial services or an insurance. So as we said, keep that popcorn handy. And if you get the opportunity to see a selfie as he goes out, and uh, continues to present at various industry events or at special company functions, I encourage you to look him up. Um, I will include the links to his website as well as some of his social profiles. He's got a great page on YouTube where you can check out some of the videos where he expands a little bit more on some of the ideas that he presented today. So thank you again to Sophie and the team at The Taylor Method for uh, being so supportive of the show and for coming on and sharing his ideas. Now, before I close the show, I also wanted to make a very special announcement. I think we might have alluded to this in the past, but as you all know, the Hearsay Summit is coming up on May 17th here in San Francisco. And for the first time, I'm very happy to announce we're going to be broadcasting the entire summit from 9 a.m. Pacific to 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook Live. So we will be live streaming from the event, so all the speakers all the people that will be part of the summit will be available through Facebook Live. So I encourage you to visit our Facebook page and also to sign up on the event side for the live stream. There will be more details coming up as we get a little bit closer to the event. But I'm really excited about the fact that we will be sharing all the thought leadership of the innovators both in and outside of the industry and some of our special friends and guest speakers from the Valley that are going to be coming in and being part of the summit. If you want to learn more, you can also visit the website hearsaysummit.com where you can see a full agenda of the speakers that are actually going to be on the stage on May 17th. So once again, this is Hearsay on the Air. My name is Victor Gaxiola. I want to thank you so much for listening. I also encourage you, as always, to share your comments, feedback, suggestions, and questions using hashtag HSOnAir on Twitter. Follow us on our Facebook page. And as always, if you can, please share the show and let us know what you think of it. We really look forward to getting you a new show, probably in and around the Hearsay Summit or shortly thereafter. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening.
This has been a Hearsay Social production, recorded in our state-of-the-art recording studios in San Francisco, California, the Great Golden State, seated at the watery edge of the majestic Pacific Ocean. We'd like to take this brief moment in the vast expanse of time to thank you, our listeners, for lending us your ears. For we understand that your time is precious. Like the most delicately crafted pearl cradled at the bottom of the sea. Truly, we hope to our most inner heart and soul that you'll consider joining us for next week's episode. But until then, Godspeed. And follow us on Twitter 